0: All right, Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. This is the after show. This is where I get to talk about things that I like to talk about that may have nothing to do with theology or the Holy Scriptures. I think in 2023, this era, this decade, some people call it a fourth turning, and that's fine. Uh, Some people call it the fall of an empire, and that's fine. There's a great little pamphlet by guy named Glub, Glubb, you can, you, I think it's called The Fate of Empires. I encourage everybody to read it. It's maybe 35 pages. Uh, in fact, let me try to put that down. I'm going to put that on a to-do list uh, to put that up on uh, bloodandfaith.com, Fate of Empires. Um, here's the bottom line. I have a PhD in history. Uh, not, nothing lasts forever. Your life doesn't last forever. Your country won't last forever. Uh, The empire that you're in won't last forever. This is actually really good news, especially now that we're in an anti-Christ empire. For a thousand years, Jesus Christ reigned over Christendom. For a thousand years, he reigned over Christendom. That began to fade with the growth of atheism that came out of Christendom, which is ironic. The cancer came out of Christendom ideas such as the french revolution marxism these are anti christ ideas they're anti human ideas propagated by false prophets by false teachers adopted by the church so that so they could remain uh, retain respectability with the church so now that we're in a place where instead of the church reigning triumphant where christendom is triumphant over our kingdoms over our race, over our the geographic area that God gave us, we now bend the knee to the Antichrist people. We've opened up the doors and said, come in, flood us. Uh, we deny ourselves. And, and the heart of it goes to the fifth commandment. We don't honor our father and mother anymore. Now, can this all be reversed? Uh, you know, it, it, in the long run, the answer is yes. In the short run... I don't know. I think we're at a, p- a point where it's going to fall apart before it uh, before we can rebuild. The uh, the institutional stranglehold that the antichrist people have over the institutions is very strong, and I think intellectually the church and the white race is relatively weak. I mean, imagine this. Imagine somebody put a, 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 said something like it's okay to be white. And and everybody freaks out. And white people are ashamed to say that. So that's where we are. We are. Uh, that's where we are as a culture. That's where we are as a white civilization. People are ashamed to say that. As a Europeans, I include all, all the Europeans, all the Europeans. Why won't you say it? So why won't you honor your father and mother? That's what Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ went head to head with the teachers of the Talmud, the Pharisees the Talmud people. They wanted to talk about hand-washing, and Jesus Christ said, hey, you need to honor your ancestors. You need to honor your father and mother. They tried to strip that away from people so that they bent the knee to them instead of their blood, to their kin, which Jesus Christ commanded. Jesus Christ is the author of the Ten Commandments. It was Jesus Christ that gave the engraved stones to Moses on the mountain. It was Jesus Christ that spoke to Moses as a man speaks to his friend face-to-face. That never happened with the Father. Jesus Christ said, hey, no man has seen the Father. Disciples said to Jesus Christ, so it's the Father, it's enough. And he says to the disciples, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. So what's the life cycle of an empire? What's the life cycle of a nation? Philip Glove says it's 250 years. And he goes back, he studies Egyptians and the Persians and the Greeks and the Babylonians and the Romans and the Germans and the Italians and the French and the Spanish and the English and even the United States. And and nothing's perfect. It's like, what's the average IQ for an American? Well, the average is, I don't know, if you're European, it's 100. But it's higher for some, it's lower for others. How much can a man bench press? Well, I don't know. It's, it depends on a man. It's higher for some, it's lower for others. How healthy is your civilization? I think we're at maximum craziness. I told somebody, oh, this would have been about 2017. I said, we've reached, uh, 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 you've heard of peak oil? I said, we've, we've hit peak feminism. <laughs> I told her that in, about six years ago. We've hit peak feminism. It's downhill for, from here for, for y'all. And she laughed. She thought it was funny. I said, no, I, I, I think it's true. I think, I think this horse has run its race. I think it's on its last legs. Um, It will destroy humanity if it's allowed to continue. I think it will collapse under its own weight. Uh, And we have to be ready, willing, and able to rebuild Christendom, rebuild our civilization and our nations, our individual different nations. French are not German. Swedes are not Norwegians. Welsh are not English. Scots aren't Irish. Build our individual unique nations within Christendom To glorify God with the gifts and talents in the land that he gave us. Recognize the validity of the enmity that God Almighty put between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. God put that there. God put it there. You can't take it out. You can't Christian it away. Christian's like, oh, we need to love our enemies. Well, how did that work out between Jesus Christ and his enemies? You can't will this away. You can't get rid of something that God put there. If God says in Genesis three 15, I'm going to put enmity between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, you're not getting rid of it. Recognize it. And adjust your life and your civilizational plans accordingly. Now, what I really wanted to talk about was I mean, if you could do anything, if you were the dictator of the United States, I mean, this is fun. It's a, it's a conceit, but it's fun. If you were the had the power to change certain policies, what would we do? And wh- and, and, and before I answer, my, give you my answers, why am I doing this? I, I'm doing this because people need to th- think of the possibilities that exist if we simply unshackle ourselves from the limitations that others have placed upon us. For example, what if the United States got out of NATO and said, NATO... Hey, it's been fun. It's been nice, but we're out of here, hasta la vista, baby. And I, you know, I know a lot of people in the foreign policy community, and their heads would explode. You can't do that. Well, actually, yes, I can, in my theoretical world. U.S. out of NATO, I, to hell with Ukraine. If the Germans have an issue with it, the Germans can go to war against the Russians. If the English have an issue with it. English can go to war with the Russians. If the Italians and the French do and the Lithuanians, the... Sto- knock yourselves out, man. A-, a hundred bucks, I'll bet you a hundred bucks, not one of them will go to war against Russia to save the Ukrainians from the Russians. Nobody will. It's silliness. It's silly talk. If I was in charge of Foreign Policy United States, I'd say, we're, we're, out, we're out of NATO. What about Taiwan? Well, if I was, if I was in charge of the whole shooting match, I'd just say, you know what? From now on, there's a hundred percent import duty on anything made in China. Well, you just can't crush world trade like this. Well, yes, I can. Actually, I can do that, in my fantasy world. Hundred percent duty on anything made in China. All right. Maybe, at, maybe in Taiwan too. Force all those factories back into the United States. You can't do it. Yeah, I can. Sure can. And all immigration in the United States. 100% of it. And immigration. You can't do that. Sure can. You know what they're doing in, in Israel? They, 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 they brought in some quote-unquote Jews that were of African origin. They don't like them. So they're giving them money to migrate to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and they've built their own wall uh, with American tax dollars. So if the United States can fund border uh, security for Israel and for Ukraine, how about for our own border? I mean, what? Let's just say it's 5000000000 billion. Let's say it's 10000000000 billion. Let's say it's $50 billion. How, how much have we given to Ukraine all that, all, already in the last year and a half, two years? There's a lot we can do if we unshackle our mind from the chains they've put upon us. But if you filter everything through the regime that they've created, don't be racist, sexist, xenophobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, you've already locked in your political options. You've already determined what you're going to do. That's why they use these terms. That's why I'm so against these terms, and that's why I'm trying to uh, awaken people up to the effect of these terms. These terms control you. These terms control the church. Well, you can't build a wall because it's racist. Where's that in the Bible? Uh, Israel had ancient Israel, has nothing to do with the modern Israel, ancient Israel had their own borders. Not only a border for the ancient nation of Israel, but for each tribe. They had borders. They didn't let other people in. They did not let other people in. In fact, they drove people out. We well, can't be homophobic. Yeah, oh, yes, I can. Look at uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. What, what do you think Jesus Christ did to Sodom and Gomorrah? Why? It's full of homosexuals. He firebombed them, destroyed them. Well, that's homophobic. I don't care. I don't care. Those are not terms that should be guiding any Christian or European. That shouldn't guide any European. You know why Europe was great? One of the reasons that Europe was great. We turned and converted to Jesus Christ, who was the creator of the universe. He's the creator of the universe. Jesus Christ is the creator. Don't deprecate him and say he was this teacher that lived 2,000 years ago. He's the creator of the universe. He pre existed creation. All things came to being through him and by him and for him. European man, unlike every other race on the face of the earth, turned to Jesus Christ. Yes, I know there was some a few people here and there, but civilizationally, geographically, it was the Europeans that become Christendom. There's this is absolutely critical. Absolutely critical in the history of mankind and the and and for the destiny and the purpose of the white race. Absolutely critical. Well, that sounds like you have a race-centered ideology. So what? They bind you only with your permission. You don't need to go tell them to suck uh, sour eggs or whatever you say these days. I know, I know. My, one of my digits on my hands trying to pop up. I'm trying to put it in her face, but <laughs> I'm trying to behave. It, why, why do you allow another man to chain you with ideas that don't come out of the Holy Scriptures? What do you mean you're, you're xenophobic? So what? Where does the Bible say, thou shalt not be xenophobic? I I look at my role model, ancient Israel, the bloodline of Jacob. And they go into the promised land and they slaughter the Canaanites. I look at the prophet Noah, who cursed the sons of Canaan to be slaves to the sons of Shem and Japheth. Well, that was racist. Those terms don't apply to me. Those terms do not apply to a Christian. They don't apply to Christendom. We're being manipulated and controlled by the accuser of the brethren that comes up with sins that are not sins at all. And they're hypocrites about it. They're absolute hypocrites about it. Well, you just can't hate people. Hate is not a family value. And yet you have organizations like the ADL trafficking in hate. That's what they do. They're the same hypocrites that Jesus Christ dealt with. I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, nothing is new under the sun. It's the same people 2,000 years ago that murdered Jesus Christ, that are murdering Christendom today. It's the same people. Oh, you sound like Hitler. No, I don't sound like Hitler. I sound like Jesus Christ. When he looks everyone in the eye and he says, y'all, y'all are the sons of Satan himself. John chapter 8. You're the sons of Satan. You're of the synagogue of Satan and your father's the devil, and you're liars, and he's been a liar and a murderer from the beginning. And that's what you all are. Well, that sounds uh, intolerant. Yeah, Jesus was a pretty intolerant guy. He was a pretty offensive guy. That's what they, The Jews hated him. They killed him. They murdered him. You're either going to be on the side of Christ or the side of the Antichrist. You're going to either side with those who call themselves Jews, but they're not, and they're the synagogue of Satan, or you're going to side with the Holy Scriptures, with the Word of God. that's there, There's no third option. Satan offered a third option. Satan offered a third option. See, I can't even talk about current affairs. I, the, the Word of God is in my heart and it's got to come out. <laughs> the, the Bible's in my heart and it can't, it's let me out. I want to talk about the Bible. I can't help it. Because all that, all the stuff in the Bible is foundational, It's underlies every other issue. And if you can't get to it, you, you can't. You can't make sense of the world. So when I'm talking about borders and a wall, it goes to the heart of of a nation. And you want to know what a nation is? Look at the ancient nation, the children of Jacob. Common history, common bloodline, common experiences, served the same God, Live in the same geographic area with borders and boundaries that they fiercely protected. They didn't just let in anybody else that wanted to come in because they were blessed. They said, forget you. If you want our blessings, here's what we do. We obey the Ten Commandments. You go and do the same. That's what the Bible says. They were supposed to be an example for other nations, not to let every other nation in. They were not supposed to let every other nation into into their territory. Where's that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. The ancient nation of Israel was supposed to drive out the nations, the other nations, the Canaanites, slaughter them, kill them, drive them out, build their own Christian civilization, their own Christian nations with 12 tribes, 13, if you, if you count the two half-tribes, and to be an example to the other nations, and not to let all the other nations in. Well, I didn't realize that. That's why you got to read the Bible. That's why you have Fritz Bergman. That's why you have bloodandfaith.com. That's why I do what I do. This, under, this is at a level below, more foundational than politics and history and theory. How do you know what's right and wrong? The narrative of the Holy Scriptures from Genesis through the Revelation. That's what it all is. I, you know, I touch on any of these other things. I have interest in them. I, I think that the, the main thing is you, you have to stop limiting yourself. Imagine civilization collapses collapses tomorrow. Imagine the, the the giant EMP from the sky. I mean, who knows how it happens? Who cares how it happens? Maybe it takes 100 years and it, it's a slow collapse like Rome did. Are you really going to try to do the same thing that, that we tried to do in 2022, 2023? I, I would hope not. And I hope it doesn't take us 14 generations to start thinking differently. Start thinking differently now. How about homogenous ethnic groups forming nations? How about the idea that a nation already is a homogenous ethnic group? Because the term nation comes from the same word as birth. Prenatal, postnatal. Do you speak any Spanish? It's the same Latin root word nasir, to be born. A nation is a bloodline. A nation is a race. Or a race is at least a group of similar nations. You've got the the Europeans. But listen, an Italian is not a Norwegian. Trust me, I've hung out with both of them, and they ain't the same. I uh, uh, I spent many years on the the boats in Alaska. You had a group of Italians that came up out of the uh, San Francisco Bay Area because they migrated from Italy. Uh, over to Northern California, that California area. They, they commercial fished out of there, and then they'd come up and they'd spend some time in Alaska for the, the Bristol Bay salmon season. But I'm, I'm not Italian. I don't know anything about Italian. I'm Scandinavian. So I fished with the Scandinavians. And they were, I'm talking first generations. They were, you know, I know one guy. I mean, you ever been to Svalbard? I mean, these guys are right from Norway. Born and raised. And then they had their, their cousins, and, and they had their nephews and their sons. And Norwegians are not Italians. They're not. They're not the same. They're not supposed to be the same. Thank God they're different. Italians are completely different than Norwegians. God made the races different. He made the nations different. We ought to not complain about it. you got the synagogue of Satan trying to blend the nations. Let's bleach them out and blend them and make them all the same. God said, no, 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 no. That's why he interrupted the experiment at Babel. He didn't want every nation to be the same. He wanted some Norwegians. He wanted some Italians. He wanted some Africans. He wanted some whatever, Chinese, Japanese. And he says, hey, you know, let's make all these people different. I like the differences. It's kind of like having a blonde, a redhead, and a brunette. It's kind of nice to have all three, right? I mean, why have everybody be the same? How boring is that? You think God's any different? God's very much interested in the distinctions between the nations, and He created the nations from one He made many to see which bloodline and nations would serve Jesus Christ. Guess who decided to serve Jesus Christ as a race? The Europeans, as a race. A thousand years for the reign of Christ until it still started falling apart as ideas of atheism started emerging out of the heart of Christendom. The Great Falling away has already taken place, past tense. And I'm looking for the uh, vision of the Valley of the Dry Bones, the great resurrection of Christendom. That's what I'm looking forward to. The great resurrection of of, of Europeans saying, hey, look, we abandoned the God of our fathers. We're going to live again. And all those little synagogue of Satan people, they can huff and puff, but they're not going to blow our house down. Okay? They can huff and puff, they ain't going to blow our house down. Because we're going to build it on the rock, baby, on the rock of Jesus Christ. We're going to abandon the little fantasy morality that they've imposed that we've fallen for. And we're going to get pastors in the pulpits that are going to stand up and they're going to speak the Word of God, the offensive Word of God, the offensive Word of God. Well, the Bible says you can't offend anybody. I know it says that. But I also know that Jesus Christ offended a lot of people. And he was very clear. He says, blessed are you that are not offended by me. All right, the devil can can quote scripture, but it doesn't mean he's got it right. Satan himself quoted scripture to Jesus Christ of the temptation, and Jesus Christ said, "You twisted, lying, stinking devil! You even take the word of God and try to twist it and do something wrong with it, evil with it." And so many Christians and so many pastors will do everything they can to be friends with the world. They want to be friends with the world. Well, let's see. I don't want to be sexist. I don't want to be racist. We welcome everybody. Get the rainbow flag, the homosexual flag out front. Pastor, priestess, <laughs> it's not going to be pretty for you at the Judgment Day. It's not going to be pretty for you. And, I, you know, I didn't discover this when I was eight years old. I came to this very late in life. And I asked questions, and I said, God, what's, what's wrong? There's something wrong. And I'm like, Well, Fritz, why don't you read the doggone it Bible? I'm like, okay, I'll read the Bible. I started tracing the races back. I traced the races. I was like, you know, let's start with the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Let's look at the genealogy of David. Let's look at the genealogy of Abraham, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Genealogy all the way back to Adam. And I discovered this one verse. I was like, oh, my God. I've never seen that before. I've I've never understood that before. Genesis 3.15 Jesus Christ, that's a separate sermon but God Almighty, he's talking to the, the devil, Adam and Eve and he says I'm going to put a deep seated hatred between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent I'm like well who's that well hello, hello Matthew chapter 3 John the Baptist tells us who the seed and the serpent is what does he do, he sees all the people coming, all the Jews coming he says you brood of, of vipers You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee the sentence of hell? Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? And Jesus Christ was much more explicit than that. Read the 23rd chapter of Matthew. You serpents, you brood of vipers, how will you escape the sentence of hell? Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees, to the Talmud teachers, said it to the Talmud teachers. John speaks of Jews, Matthew speaks of Pharisees. Jesus Christ did not come to save those who call themselves Jews. He came to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He's you will never say, see, in this in the where it says Jesus Christ came to save the Jews. No, he came to save the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And you got false teachers and false prophets trying to conflate the two. And as a result, you got these Yahoos running around trying to tell people that a, a people that are explicitly anti-Christ in identity. In history, in doctrine, in religion, in practice, that they're somehow God's chosen? When you speak of God, what you're saying is that they're Jesus Christ's chosen. They're Jesus Christ's chosen. There is no, there's no, there's God the Father. Okay, I'm a Trinitarian. But Jesus Christ is the exact expression of the Father. So much so that when the disciples said, show us the Father, Jesus Christ said, hey, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And the church tries to make a distinction so as to not offend the synagogue of Satan. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is what the church has done. Well, we all believe in God. No, you don't. If you don't believe in Jesus Christ, you don't believe in God. Well, that's pretty uh, sectarian. Yeah, so I don't care. My goal is not to advance a sect, it's to advance my monarch, Jesus Christ. I'm loyal to Jesus Christ, even unto death. That's the minimum requirement for those of us who go by the name Christian. That's the minimum requirement. It's not the maximum. It's the minimum. How do we overcome the evil one? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony, which is what I'm giving right now, and not living your life even unto death. That's the minimum requirement. That's minimum. Jesus Christ said, hey, you want to follow me? Pick up your cross, buddy. And if it's easy and the world loves you, ah, gosh, there's a problem. Got a lot of churches out there, and I, I'm talking even Baptist churches, they'll go out there and say, oh, they're our brothers. No, they're not. Second John chapter 1, there's only one chapter in 2 John, 7 through 11, talks about the liar, talks about the Antichrist. The Antichrist is they that deny that the Messiah has already come in the flesh. Christ is the Messiah. So when it says Jesus Christ it's talking about Jesus the Messiah has already come in the place. Some other, there, there might be a group of people out there waiting for some Messiah to come in the future. No, no. They deny that Jesus is the Christ. They deny that the Messiah has already come. They're antichrist. John says you gotta, you got to maintain the doctrine of Christ. He says if people come along and don't have it they don't have the Father. Don't welcome them. Don't greet them. And if you do You put your hand forth to do evil. So when you got these so-called Christian pastors that are creating this facade that everybody's together and it's all one, you're putting your hand forth to do evil. 2 John, verse 11. My goal is not to be sectarian. It's to be fiercely loyal to Jesus Christ, my monarch, my king. you got traitors out there that would rather be friends with the world. James 4.4. when you make yourselves friends with the world, you put yourself at enmity with Almighty God. Okay, which goes right back to Genesis three, fourteen, and fifteen. I can't get away from this, guys. I'd I, I love to talk about baseball, except I don't even. I played peewees when I was a kid. But what's in my heart is the Word of God, and that it comes out. And it's foundational for all human society. This isn't a religion. This isn't people say, oh, it's just you're religious, please. Okay, fine. But the foundation for all of human life is the Creator and His Word and Jesus Christ, the Holy Scriptures, as the foundation for truth. You can't build a functioning society on, on the sand. You can't. Jesus Christ bears very clear. So you, you can't build a house on the sand. The storm comes, it'll wash that house away. And this is this is. Christians take this as for individuals. I'm taking it for civilizations. God Almighty is the author of the nations, the different nations. It's the same as true for nations. You want to build a healthy nation, you've got to build it on the rock. Who's the rock? It's Jesus Christ. How do you, how, Well, what do you mean Jesus Christ? He's in heaven. It's the Word of God. He's called the Word of God. It's one of his names. The Word of God. What's the Word of God? Genesis through the Revelation. You need wise men to teach you. And, and you got to read it for yourself. What, one of the great things about the Protestant Reformation... Is it free the Scriptures? said, hey, anybody can read this. Anybody can read this for themselves. Oh, they might get it wrong. Well, they sure got it wrong in in the 1100s and 1200s when they were doing some things they shouldn't have been done, and and nobody could read it. Now it's all open. Jesus said, hey, if you hear it in secret, shout shout it from the rooftops. If you hear me whisper something in your ear, you shout it from the rooftops. How much more the Holy Scriptures? How much more the Holy Scriptures of God? Well, that's just your... No, it's the truth. It's truth for all time, for all men, in all civilizations, forever. The word of God is. Well, that's very Eurocentric. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, those terms don't mean anything to me. And they gotta we gotta flush those out of our vocabulary. We gotta flush them out of our minds by washing ourselves with the water of the word. Wash our minds with the water of the word. You don't find those terms in the Holy Scriptures. Well, the Bible says to love one another. Well, you know what? I'll tell you how the Bible, uh, how you love one another. You do what Jesus Christ did. You tell people the truth. You do what Stephen did. You tell people the truth. He told the Jews to their faces, You are the responsible for the death of the prophets and Jesus Christ. Y'all are Antichrist. That's what Stephen did. Well, he wasn't being culturally sensitive. And the church does not do these things and say these things to honor Jesus Christ, they do these things to have favor with man, favor with the Antichrist, favor with the synagogue of Satan, favor with those that explicitly reject Jesus Christ and can't have affect them positively or negatively. They, they're traitors. They've betrayed Jesus Christ. They'd rather be friends with the world than to be loyal to Jesus Christ. That's why I say what Jesus Christ says. Oh, you're a, a Nazi. No, I'm not. I'm, a, I, I, I'm loyal to my monarch, Jesus Christ. And I yearn, yearn and pray and weep for my brothers, for my European brothers and my sisters, my God, my sisters. They would would go back to the God of their ancestors, the God who loves them, the God who delivered them, the God who was their Savior, the God who protected them, the God who sent the gospel of Jesus Christ to Europe. The gospel was written in a European tongue wasn't written in Chinese, wasn't written in some, I don't even know if Africans had a written language. I, they probably did. I Forgive me. I'm not trying to be insensitive. Chinese writing goes back to, I don't know, 5000 BC. They certainly did. The New Testament was not written in Chinese or kanji or uh, Egyptian hieroglyphics. It was written in a European language. It was written in Greek. Why? Because that's where it's supposed to go. Are you saying the gospel was targeted specifically at European people? Yes, that's exact thank you. That's exactly what I'm saying. But God's gonna have a people from every tongue, tribe, people, nation. Yes, 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 he is. And the Holy Scriptures tell you that. I mean, the biggest example that's right in your face is the Ethiopian eunuch. You've heard me talk about that before. Why the Ethiopian eunuch? Because it was an Ethiopian eunuch that put his life on the line to save Jeremiah's life, the prophet Jeremiah. Got to remember that. God blessed that Ethiopian eunuch. He says, Because you did this, he says, I'm going to go reach out to your race, to your people, to bring the gospel to your people. And he took Philip and he says, Philip, get down there to that road that goes to Gaza. I got a man for you to preach the gospel to. Took him completely out of his, anything he wanted to do. You think he was looking to go to Africa or go chase down some Ethiopian eunuch? Philip's going, God, you're crazy. I, how many times have you told I've told God so many times, God, you're crazy? <laughs> It sounds sacrilegious, but I said, God, you're, you're out of here. Your, you're crazy, man. You, you want me to do this? And Philip's going, what? You want me to go chase down some Ethiopian? So he goes down there on that road. Fight, the Ethiopian's riding by in a chariot. He jumps up, preaches the gospel to an Ethiopian eunuch. Why? Because the Ethiopian eunuch saved the life of the prophet of God, Jeremiah. That's why. So, yes, a people from every tongue, tribe, people, and nation. Book of Acts, Simon called Niger. What does Niger mean? It means black. That's what it means. It means black. Yes, a, a people from every tongue, tribe, people, and nation. But I'll flat out tell you, I'll flat out tell you, when Jesus Christ tells everybody, He's listening, where I'm going, you can't come. You know what the Jews said? He's not going to the Greeks, is he? To the dispersion of the ten tribes amongst the Greeks, is he? The Greeks knew, the, Greeks, the, the the Jews knew that the ten tribes went to Europe. They knew that. They said that. They prophesied it right there. He's not going to the dispersion amongst the Greeks, is he? Yes, he is. Actually, yes, he is. He's going to the dispersion amongst the Greeks. The Jews prophesied it. They prophesied their own demise many, many times. What was it, Caiaphas? Oh, it's good that one man dies for the country. Prophesied the death of Jesus Christ out of their mouths. Jews prophesied that Jesus Christ was going to go to Europe. Ah, oh, my brothers, my sisters. He's not going to go to the dispersion among the Greeks. Yes, yes. That's why, you know, when people say, well, and I said that this morning, I need scriptures for me to say something. I, I got this theory of this, there's this theory of that, and I saw some video about the theory of, you know, Whatever. I'm like that, that's all good, that's fine, but I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Scriptures. And when I see when the Jews knew exactly where he was going to go, and of course they were, they didn't they didn't they were questioning. Him. He said he's not going to the dispersion amongst the Greeks. Is he? Yes, yes, that's actually where he goes. And follow his followed what Jesus Christ did. He's very curious about going north. That they, there there's there's something that drew him. He leaves Jerusalem, he goes up there, and he, the woman from uh, the Samaritan woman, way up north. And Jesus says, well, I've only come for the lost, lost children of, 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 of Israel. Oh, that's racist. Like I said, those terms don't mean anything for, for a Christian that reads the Holy Scripture. It doesn't mean a thing. Well, that was sexist. She was woman. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Double minority with a special needs child. Jesus wouldn't talk to us. I ain't talking to you. I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I ain't talking to you. I ain't helping your kid, your retardal kid, demon possessed kid, whatever whatever our situation was. Well, that's offensive. I know. I know. That's my point. It's biblical. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pattern my life and my thoughts and my emotions and my words after the holy scriptures, not after some. Can I use a curse word? Antichrist person from the synagogue of Satan that lectures me with their narrow-minded morality, tells me what I can and cannot say or believe. They set themselves on the seat of the chair of Moses and lecture everybody and look down on everybody and say you can't spread hate, yet all they do is spread hate. It's the same people, guys. It's the same people, same race of people. Synagogue of Satan. They call themselves Jews, but they're not. They're liars. They're the synagogue of Satan. And the Anti-Defamation League, all they do is defame people. They're the epitome of hypocrisy that Jesus Christ warned against. Why do they hate the Pharisees? They're hypocrites. Why are they hypocrites? Because they, they, they slept with the church girl? No, no. They were institutional hypocrites. Same as the people today. The Anti-Defamation League traffics in defamation. All they do is go out and defame people. They sit on their little moral high horse, self-righteous, holier-than-thou, saying, you can't hate people, but the... try to incite hatred towards people like me for saying the things I say. What things am I saying? Right out of the Holy Scriptures, man. (laughs) Say the Holy Scriptures. And they offend the Jews to a degree that outrages them. And they see they, they, they lose their minds. They lose their minds. Christian, duty calls. Christian, say what Jesus Christ said. Well, I might lose my job. Yeah, you might. You might, and they might kill you too. Okay, talk. Go talk to Stephen about that. Go talk to Jesus Christ about that. I don't want to hear about that. We, we, as a race, and we as a church, have to get over that. Well, that's a big. That's a big. Demand. No, it's not a big demand. It's freedom. It's freedom. It's liberty. You're you're not going to, people, oh, I want to live in a free country. Open up your mouth and say what Jesus Christ said. That's your starting point. That's your number one starting point. If you can't do that, you will never be free. You will never, ever, ever be free. I don't care who you vote into office, how many times. You can't open up your mouth and say what Jesus Christ said and acknowledge the truth of the Holy Scriptures. You will never be free, ever. You'll be slaves to people abusing you morally, psychologically, philosophically, and certainly physically abusing you. Right now, it, it's they're teaching white people and every other race to hate white people. Jesus Christ didn't teach that. Jesus Christ taught you opposite. he says you need to honor your father and mother, and anybody that speaks evil, father and mother, should be put to death. Matthew chapter 5. That's, guys, that's the Sermon on the Mount. That's not some obscure passage. That's the Sermon on the Mount. This needs to ring from every pulpit in America, in in in, in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, Europe. Oh, yeah, they're going to get mad. Oh, they're going to scream. They're screaming. They don't like me. They hate me. I ain't stopping, buddy. I'm doubling down. You know why? Because I'm passionately loyal to my monarch, Jesus Christ. That's why. I love the Word of God. I love His Word. Man, I love his word. And I will say his word. I'm not interested in anything else. You want to rebuild Christendom? You want to rebuild free countries? Rally to thy monarch, Jesus Christ. Fritz Faith dot bloodandfaith.com.